You should have never called me a fat ass Kelly Price. <laughs> that is you. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. You. Welcome to Fat People's Opinions. Oh, we're actually starting. <laughs> you know? I was like, bitch, this is, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I'm Taylor. And I'm Isaiah. And uh, we're still fat. And we have an opinion. Apparently. <laughs> Allegedly. Still. How are you doing, friend? I'm... My... <sighs> Girl. Life is wild. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Like, everything is wild. Everything is falling apart. My mother called me and yelled at me yesterday. My car decided that it was going to have a flat tire this morning. And I put air... Okay, it wasn't flat, but it was really low. I put air in it this morning, and then I was leaving work. And again, it needs more air. So Mm. obviously there's a hole. Me and my boyfriend have been fighting all week. My week has been fine. Everything is terrible. Your life is in complete shambles. (laughs) It's Everything is falling apart at the seams. You should... Cry. Oh, I did that a few times. <laughs> I'm a crier. Girl, I am sorry that you're going through all this, friend, but we're going to have a good time. Correct. This weekend, we're going to be drunk. Mm-hmm. We should like market this as like a fat people with opinions trip. I was thinking that. that's what I did on Instagram, kind of. Really? I was like fat people with opinions is going on a trip. We're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship. Zooming through the skies, bitch. Little Einstein's. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? We're flying, bitch. We're mobile. We're global, bitch. We're gonna go on. <laughs> we're out here, bitch, doing things. Uh, we're mobile. We're global. We're gonna have us a cute little time. I, I'm really excited. I am excited as well. I think it's gonna be super fun. I'm excited to look at niggas. I don't... Well, I like looking at niggas. Mm -hmm. And being cute in the corner and people watching and drinking and being Mm -hmm. cute Mm -hmm. are like my favorite things in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm also excited. I got a new camera for Christmas, so I'm excited to take it out and do some video and photography shit. Ooh, come on. She's such a creative. Meanwhile, I'm a hoe. I'm just like, (laughs) I just want to go shit. Like, I just want to look at niggas and talk to them. (laughs) That's all I want to do. Bitch, when I tell you, I have had it. Okay. (laughs) I that is the motto of my life this week. I am done. I'm I over. have had it. I honestly feel like we should have a segment on the show now that's titled something to the effect of tales from the hood, <laughs> tales from the crypt, tales from the crypt, from hell, from hell. Yes, tales from, from hell. Tales from hell. Tales from Bells above. We have to relate it to food cavern. though, because all of our other segments are or fatness. All of our other segments are related to fatness. We have to relate the title to fatness. Tales from <laughs> the belly. <laughs> <laughs> from the belly of the bees. Tales from the the belly of the bees. <laughs> I think I like that. Tales from the abyss. We're we're, we're working on the name because this is where we just rant. About shit that's bothering us. Or, I mean, mine is specifically related to my job. Because I feel like, I mean, I read about that every week. <laughs> but do you ever have those days where, like, you really feel like you were worked? Like, you Yes. Like, they yes. really got you for your little money today. They mm-hmm. really got you. Capitalism beat your ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been feeling that a lot in these last couple of weeks. Oh, my God. Like, today... 
<laughs> like, what is going on? Everyone is getting on my nerves. I'm getting into fights with people over $25, $10. This is so crazy because that's what my my fight with my mother was over, $25. I will pack up things, my <laughs> things right now because I'm getting upset all $25. over again. $25. And I'm just like, of all the things to fight about in the world... <laughs> $25. It's, it must be the time. It must be the fact that it's like winter. It's Winter is coming and, and niggas don't know how to act. Because I was on the phone for a whole hour and a half with this lady about a $25 bill. And it's like, you should really just do, bitch, just I'll pay for it. Like, it just, I'll sweat my card because you, you're getting on my nerves. And then this other, I got into a whole like intellectual argument with this couple over the phone because she decides that she... Ugh, I can't stand... Okay. <laughs> I'm the kind of person that when I do something wrong, I can admit when I'm wrong. hmm I think. <laughs> but when I know that I'm right, you cannot tell me that I'm mm-hmm. not. I feel that. A thousand percent. So I'm on the phone. I'm going to try to make this brief. But I get a, a, a escalation because this lady was like... I sent in this money and it didn't post to my account, but it was debited from my account. You bitches debited it. So, well, she wasn't doing all that, but you bitches debited it. So why, you know, and is it not being credited to my account? So the pro- the pr- protocol is you have to send a proof of payment. People get really mad when you tell them that. Send a proof of payment, bitch. I want to see the receipts. She said that you paid it. If you paid it, I would just, inquiring minds want to know. So we, she sent it in and you can see like the facts where they sent it in and you can see like the scanned copy of the facts actually see what they sent in. So they sent in, in that case, she paid with the check. She had to send in the front and back copy of the check. She sent in the check and what happened was her, she paid $20 and she put two account numbers on the check. The first account number was belonged to somebody else. This is her relative belonged to somebody else. That person had $20 on that account that was left left outstanding. So the $20 mm. she paid posted to that account. And she still had $10 that was owed. But what ended up happening is the account just ended up going to collections. She's pissed. Meanwhile, we don't report to the credit bureau. So she's she, her pennies are all up in a bunch for no reason. She's like, my name is in collections. They're going to come for my credit. I can't get a home. You can't get a home. And this is this is really why I need to not work here because it's just making me a horrible jaded person. Because but I'm like, like over this ten dollars, ma'am, you feel like you can't get a home. Ten dollars, madam. We don't report to the credit bureaus. <laughs> and then I explained to her, I'm like, Whoa, I'm looking here at the copy of your check and you sent over on the on the check, you noted that you wanted this to post to this account. When they're processing this payment, it's not like a live person is processing the payment. You know technology, how it is nowadays. They're scanning the check. They're seeing there's an account with that uh, open balance and then paying the balance with the, uh, the number associated with the check. That's all that's happening. And she's like, well, I don't understand. And then she, her husband decides he wants to get on the line. He's talking about, well, can I record you? Because we're, we might be pursuing a liter- an attorney. When I tell you, I said, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like I have so many questions because how, you're going to pay an attorney to sue someone over $10. And here's the thing, here's nothing. And one of the things I can appreciate about this job is that it doesn't make me scared when niggas say things like I'm going to sue you or I'm going to go to social media or I'm going to do this cuz I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. I'm just telling you facts and the truth. So I don't understand how that would be wrong on my end. I did not do anything nefarious to get you in this position where you owe this money. This is just what happened. So 
what ended up happening was I was I explained the situation. I was like, well, the way that you noted how you wanted the money posted on the account, it posted to the first account that's listed in that memo field, and that person had twenty dollars outstanding, so it posted to that account, and your account was never satisfied. And then she was like, well, it's still your mistake, and I want this pull from collections, all this and that. So, and then it's just annoying because he's over here talking about, well, why can't you admit that y'all made a mistake? And I'm sitting here like. It's not nobody's at fault in the situation. It's not that somebody made a mistake. It's just that how the transaction occurred based off of how you noted this check. So if anybody made a mistake, it was. You. But I can't say that, and I just don't like. I don't like how, in the name of professionalism, I have to do all this emotional labor to like placate these people and pacify them and make them feel good about themselves. And bitch, no, the issue is not me. It's you. <laughs> it's clear because it's like, why didn't you just send in two separate checks? Right. Like, I was just so upset, and I was like, you ever feel yourself getting activated in your body? Like, you're getting, your temperature is rising, you're getting mad, because she was just, like, crying. She was cussing on the phone, talking about, this is fucking out of control. And then he's over here making it seem like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, all of this for $10. Again, where's my card? I will pay for the bill. Like, y'all wearing me out. Capitalism really beat my ass today. And I'm doing all this for this white man. Who yes. don't, who does not care about me at all? I decided that I'm moving away from this hellhole in December or by December. This is my last year here. I've Come decided on. that whether or not I have money, I'm going because I can't do it anymore. It's just it's it's I don't understand. Like, bitch, what? I'm doing all of this. Oh, getting to screaming matches with people. They're cursing my name into the oblivion, bitch. I am. <laughs> You know, fucking Beelzebub. Like, I know, you know, I'm the killer. And I'm just, like, telling you information that's true and you can't take and you're getting upset. And then I'm having to to bypass my feelings about the fact that you're cursing at me. You're calling me incompetent. You're saying all these things about me. And then I'm still supposed to try to help you to resolve the situation without cursing your name as well. <laughs> I don't understand I don't understand. And fuck capitalism for putting me in a position where I have to do this shit. Or whatever. Yes. Again, tales from the belly. Hell. (laughs) Because we're here. Tales from the pits of my ass. I had this bill with my mom. So Mm -hmm. when I first got my car, she was a co-signer on it. Mm -hmm. So the car is partly in her name. So there was a point in time where before I got the job that I have now, Life was kicking my ass, mm-hmm. and I didn't have car insurance because it was expensive, and I didn't have the time. Okay. So, in my mind, you don't get caught for not having car insurance unless you get pulled over, and the cop says, show me your insurance, and you don't have any. Okay. But the truth is <laughs> that they can just find out. So... <laughs> My mom gets a letter in the mail that's like, you need to authenticate that you have insurance on this car. Otherwise, A, B, and C are going to happen. So she calls me. This was a long time ago. She calls me, cussing me out, telling me that I better have insurance on this car, blah, blah, blah. So I go to the DMV, and I'm like, hey, I didn't have insurance. (laughs) (laughs) So you tell the truth. (laughs) And they were like, okay, well, it's going to be a fine for however long you didn't have insurance. It was like six months I didn't have insurance. This ended up being like an $800 fine. But you only have to pay $25 a month. So, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Technically, it's in my mom's name, so it goes through her. So I give her the $25. She pays the bill. Mm -hmm. This month, life has been fucked up because Mm -hmm. my job decided that it's not going to pay me when it's supposed to pay me. Yes. So I've not had 
the money to give her. I mean, I have money. I don't want to. I don't want it to seem like there's no money in my bank account, right? Mm. But I have other bills, right? And this is my mother. In my this is how it went in my mind. This mm-hmm. is my mother. So it's not going to be a huge deal. My mother, who was a single mom, raised me like in a rich ish area. Right. So I know that she's not hurting for twenty five dollars. This is my mother. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's not going to be a big deal if I don't give her this 25 on the first. I'll give it to her when I get paid. And I told her right. that my check's not coming when I thought it was coming. I'm going to give it to you when I get paid. Right. She was like, okay, Taylor. She did her whole She did her whole spiel about like responsibility. And I'm like, mm. okay, whatever. So yesterday rolls around. It, what was yesterday? Like the 11th or some shit? The 12th? The 13th. The 13th. Yes, we got there. I told her that the check was coming the 17th. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, the 13th, she calls me and she's like, where's my money? And I'm like, I told you that I was not going to have it until the 17th. Mm -hmm. But I will have it on the 17th and I'll send you it for this month and next month so that we don't have to go through this again. Right. And she was like cussing me out, telling me that I'm irresponsible and I need to take care of my responsibility. And she's like cussing me out, like cussing me out. And my mother knows that I'm sensitive. I don't know if mm. y'all know, family that listens to this. Come on, family. That I'm sensitive. She's very, but not very sensitive in like a dismissive way. It's just that you, when you're impacted by something, you're impacted. Yes, I'm by... an easy crier, mm-hmm. but it's not like a, I can't listen to what's going on around me. I'm It's like, I'm upset, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm crying. And the littlest thing can upset me. It's whatever. It's a thing that I do. It's not a huge deal, to me anyway. But she knows. <laughs> Girl, I do, these words, it's a thing that I do. It's, it's a thing not that a big I do. Deal. I cry. <laughs> you breathe, I cry. The fuck? <laughs> she knows that I'm sensitive. And she. we've had conversations about the way that she talks to me, because I'm still a person, mm-hmm. whether or not you're angry at me. Like, you have Girl. every right to be angry, okay? I didn't pay you the money that I owe you. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'd be mad, too. But there's a way to communicate anger that doesn't involve disparaging people. Right. Making me feel like I'm children. not human. Right. Mm-hmm. Girl, we have a whole conversation about that on this show, but I don't think they're ready. And I've, I've tried to have that conversation with her. It always turns into, well, if you did what you were supposed to do, I wouldn't have to say anything to you at all. Black, pe- black parents. Oh, my God. <laughs> black parents. Wear me out. And it's not like I can't take responsibility for doing it. Like, I, I fucked up. I got mm-hmm. that. I got that. You think that I don't feel bad. And then it turned into like a whole... Well, why don't you have a check? I feel like, did you quit your job? Like, are you lying? Did you not get paid? And it's just like, how did we get here? <laughs> how did we get here? Because if, if you're, if I had the money, you think I would just not give it to you? It's twenty five dollars. Like I'm not. It's not like you're asking me for three thousand dollars, and I'm like, oh no, I never want to come up off of that. Like, right. it's twenty five dollars. If I had it, I would give it to you. Right. And you yelling at me right now and calling me out of my name is not going to make this $25 magically appear. Right. So what was the point of this? Mm -hmm. You're mad. I get it. Be mad. But like, have a a point. Right. It's not like you came to me and you were like, okay, are you having problems? How can we get through this? Like, Mm -hmm. here are some options that you can do. Like, you didn't come with any of that. You just came to yell. And I don't, I don't understand that at all. And I think, I mean, like you said, I could understand you wanting to get some things off your chest because you felt like... Y'all had disagreement. You're not honoring the agreement, even though you explained to her the situation. And like it, like you said, it would be different if it was a situation where you had the money, you just weren't providing because you didn't want to provide it to right. her. That's not what's happening. You are in a situation where it's not that you don't have money. It's just that you don't have money right now. Right. There's there's a nuance there that I, let's pick up on. It's like because when I get the twenty five dollars now, I'm now I don't want to give it to you because you acted like this, and that's no shade to you, mom. But it's like 
Girl. And it's not like you're hurting for it. Her whole thing was the DMV wants their money whether or not you get paid. They come for me whether or not you give me the money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, So you okay. saying that you can't pay it? Right. Shout out to parents. Like, the, the people that can really kick you while you're the fuck down. Right. Like, and I've had so many conversations. It blows my mind because I've had mm-hmm. so many conversations with her about this specifically, about the way that she handles these types of situations. Mm-hmm. And somehow it always turns into, well, you need to take care of what you need to take care of. And then I wouldn't have to say anything to you. But it's like, niggas fuck up. Like, <laughs> and then I also feel like there's a, we can really have a conversation about how, specifically how... A lot of, and let me know if I'm speaking out of term because I'm not a black woman, but I feel like a lot of black women feel like because black girl magic, we've inter- we've internalized all of this. They feel like, oh, well, you know, since I, older generations feel like since I was able to do it with absolutely nothing, there's no reason why you can't. Right. But, and then it's like, as someone who experienced real material, you know, hardships, not because you are like not working hard enough, not because you don't have a job, not because you're not trying to out here create for yourself. In a situation where you have absolutely no control because you can't control the fact that this this company that you work for is not paying you for something because they have their own like fucking bureaucracy that they have to deal with. Something out of your control, there's still an expectation that somehow you make this you 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 do this. This right. needs to be completed, this needs to be resolved, this needs to be done. Like, you need to come up with this money. I, I I don't understand. And it's like, I'm coming to you and I'm saying to you, this is the situation. I'm sorry that this is happening. Can you have, you know, some understanding? And like, you know, just pay this $25. It's $25. And it was, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to make it sound like because my mother has money mm-hmm. that I'm entitled to wasting her time like that mm-hmm. I'm entitled to her picking up my slack that's right. not what I'm that's not where I'm trying to go with this but it would be one thing for her to come to me and be like hey I'm upset because I had to pick up your slack this month I mm-hmm. expect more of you that's a way to be like I'm angry mm-hmm. you can do better without it being like a you're an animal you know like right yeah like it, it, it I mean even in the way that you just phrased it to me that's a lot too like <laughs> you can say I think that this whole situation is unfortunate that you can't pay me the twenty five dollars this particular time. That's to me. That's like I mean, it is unfortunate. It's like that to me is a, a a value. There's no judgment attached to that. But when you say like there's some sort, when you make it about like your inability to do something or your lack of responsibility to do something and and make it seem like it's some sort of uh, characteristic trait. That shit, I don't like that. And as my mother, too, right. like, that is wild. As as a mother, you can feel that way about your child. But I, what I've come to realize is, and I mean, this doesn't excuse it, but a lot. my mother is very similar, too, in that you can, I can't have conversations where we legitimately have conflict with her, conflict, conflict with each other with her because it cannot be done in a way that's like productive or healthy and even me talking to her as an adult and saying like it makes me feel this way when you say this thing to me does not translate to her because she a lot of i feel like black parents have this whole idea of like we're never going to be on a situation where we're having a equal conversation yeah, even we're as never going to be on an equal playing field because we're, we're never going to be equals because what is an equal? I'm your mother. You're my child. So we're not equal. So I'm telling you how it's going to be. And I'm going to say whatever I want to say. That can be completely wild, mm-hmm. reckless, and crazy kids. And I'm sitting over here 
made it's supposed to be made to feel like that's okay and then just put my feelings to the back burner girl i've given mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially because it's like i'm your son right you're my mother right like do you understand that like we belong to each other <laughs> And also, you do realize that I have some of your same characteristics. So in the same way that you feel like it's okay for you to say these things to me, I'm the same the same son, in, my, in the case of me, who has a very similar personality to you, strong. Mm-hmm. So when you, say, when you say something that I think is out of turn or incorrect, I'm going to say something to you. Mm-hmm. Because now, you can. what you going to do, get the belt? <laughs> I mean, my mother might actually still get a belt, but like... Girl, I wish my mother would. <laughs> and I love my mom to death. I love her down. She's my best friend. She's my biggest supporter. I love her down. But when we have conversations, she wears me out and sometimes. It, it's wild because my mom, the way that my mom expects me to, I don't want to say respect her because I do respect her, but the the way that she feels like we're not on the same playing field, that we will never be equals, mm. she does not feel that way about her mother mm. because she can say things to her mother that she would not allow me to say to her. Tell her. We really could have a conversation because we are the same person. I am slamming my phone into this pillow because I have had it. Like, we can have a conversation because my mom, I feel like, what do they call it? Like, a, um, like the sandwich generation. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom is essentially having to raise, not raise, but like, take care of her mom mm-hmm. because of how situations happen. My mom is a very strong person. She's have, having to take care of her mom. And then she's also still, while we were growing up, had to provide for six kids. So mm-hmm. it's like, she's already a harder woman to the outside. It would seem like she's a harder woman. I mean, she's a sweet person to me sometimes, most of the time, <laughs> but like, <laughs> mom, don't ever listen to this most of the time. But, like being put in that position, I guess, of having to be not only the caretaker to her six children, but also the caretaker to her parent, I feel like has, like I said, made her a little bit tough and hard. As I got yeah. older, I have, have had to tell her, like, girl, you don't have to, you don't have to be this hard all the time. Like, I would love to have that conversation with my mother. My mother would not listen. I don't feel like she would listen to me say those things. And I don't think that, because I don't think she had to raise her mom. Her mom is doing, my grandmother is doing pretty good mm-hmm. and I think well I, I know this for a fact because my mother has said it that her being able to talk to her mother however she wants and me not being able to talk to her however I want is based on financial independence mm. so because she doesn't need anything from her mom she feels like she is her mom's equal mm. and because I'm not necessarily need things from her, but because like this bill is still going through her mm-hmm. I'm not her equal I'm still under her because I'm not financially independent quote unquote mm. My whole family is really run around money. Like, capital, you know, the capitalism fucked you. Capitalism fucked my entire life. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, and I think, yeah. I think my mom, she feels like because she had to be the caretaker for my grandmother, that because they kind of had this relationship where they've been together all this time, they have a different relationship and that they have like little jokes and banter. Sometimes they be throwing shade at each other. I'm like, okay, that cut a little bit too deep. Like (laughs) where are y'all boundaries? And then she'll get upset because to her, she may feel like I'm overstepping a boundary as her child, but I'm sitting here like for me, like my mom, she don't like it when I cuss around her. Meanwhile, if we talk, she's the captain of the cuss committee, Mm -hmm. president and chair. My mother swears she doesn't cuss, but she cusses. My and mother will. I my mother will will drop an f bomb. My mother is. I will, will repeat what she says. 
Mm-hmm. And then she'll be like, don't, you, oh, you cussing? Girl, yes. Girl. <laughs> yeah, I am. And I was like, you do realize that I'm your child again and that you are perpetually cussing. Girl. My mother will cuss. My mother will say the F word. Mm-hmm. I will say something around her, not to her, but like in her in her earshot. Yeah, I've never cussed at my mother. That has... Not even the F word, but like a, a lesser value cuss word in it. And she's like, hello, I'm not your friend. I'm your mother. And I'm, okay, where do you think I got it from? How right. do you think I learned to say these things? And I would be like, so we're just stating, are we all just stating our familiar roles in the <laughs> We're just sitting here stating facts. Okay, I'm your son. <laughs> and what I said still remains. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, people, that whole concept of disrespect in black parents and black families is real. Something that really needs to be deconstructed. Because it's kind of like, don't disrespect me at, like, <laughs> at any turn, even if it means costing you, like, your own emotional... <laughs> mental social stability and then say things like i'm on your side i want you to win but like no you don't you want, want me you to out. play by your rules <laughs> in the words of jojo get leave. out <laughs> leave right get now out. it's the end of you and me it's too late i can't <laughs> wait for you to be gone on oh. okay without her who why <laughs> Because you said that you would treat me right, but it was just a waste of time, bitch. It was just a waste of time. Okay. Let me stop mm, disparaging mothers like this. We love y'all dearly. Y'all just wear us out. I love my mother. I just want you to talk to me like I'm a human. Right. And it sucks that you have to preface that with saying, I love you. You get what I'm saying? Like You have to couch it in that in order to make it more palatable. it hits them. Well, it hits, I can't speak for other mothers, but it hits Mm. my mother like an insult. I can't. I really cannot. I can't. And we had this whole conversation. That's not what we wanted to talk about today. We haven't even gotten to the topic. And it's been 30 whole minutes. It has. (laughs) So we're going to parlay that conversation. Hopefully there's something that you can extrapolate, extrapolate from that conversation that will help you in your life. And hopefully you can help us in ours because they're in shambles. <laughs> they're tearing at the seams. At the bitch. seams. I also decided that I need to be less emotional around people. She says that she just told everyone she's a crier. Um, so I don't know. I think maybe my period's coming or there was a full moon last week and I'm a witch. I'm, I think. Mm-hmm. So every time there's a full moon, I go batshit crazy. Uh, so I was having an argument with my nigga, I think. Or maybe it wasn't even an argument. I think I was just sitting here crying because full moon. Mm. And he just looks at me and he goes, you need therapy. And while that's not incorrect, because mm. everybody I feel like could benefit from therapy. Same that shit hurt. I, I, I agree. And now I feel like I can't cry around this nigga because he going to look at me like I'm crazy. I agree with 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 how that could be perceived in that moment. Because it's kind of like you're weaponizing. Right. My life has been fine. <laughs> and I'm over here laughing. I'm really a horrible person, girl. I'm not laughing at you. I'm just like, I mean, I, my life has been in shambles, too. Also, back to um, going back to the belly of the beast, bitch. Tales from the belly of the beast. So I put in for time off for Thursday, oh, yeah, right? you told me this, yeah. So I can have a half a day because I have all these things, all these things I need to do before we leave. I have to get my eyebrows done. I have to get, go to the barber. Don't ask me why I need to go to the barber because I don't have hair, bitch. Don't, I've heard that a million times. I need I to get this. It's for your beard. Yes, I think this beard lined up, bitch. I also <laughs> have to do all this other stuff. I have to do laundry because 
because I'm a procrastinator. I, mean, I haven't done laundry either. I did make a list of things I'm going to pack, though. You did? Mm-hmm. I just hit the thing with my glasses. It's okay. I, I peeped and I was just going to let you put <laughs> simmer on low heat. Um, Yeah, I have to do all this stuff before we leave. And there, I put in the time. And Granted, I did put the time in the same week that I'm going to be taking the time off. But I didn't have this thought until literally the the Monday. So as soon as I got in, that's what I did. And come to tell me, they rejected my time. And again, this is why capitalism ain't shit. So already, you have made a benefit of working for this company to... You made a benefit of working for this company that they offer, like, paid time off, right? But it's on an approval basis. So it's like, you can't just access the time when you need it, when you want it. You have to go and get approval from someone, which really is just a power move. Because at the end of the day, the, the business need is not Isaiah's need. So I don't give a fuck what y'all business need, bitch, because guess what? At the end of the day, you're still going to get your money for that day, even if I'm not the fuck there. Right. So, the and I asked my manager, and I was like, what's the explanation for this? Why is it that my time was rejected? And she was like, well, they have a training for a new client. Well, more people are getting a client that we have, so they have to be trained. So they need you to support the floor. And I'm like, so let's, let's break this down, team. I'm really about to give y'all tea. <laughs> I work 12 to 9. That's the shift that I work, right? Mm-hmm. Trainings are usually from 8 to 5. The what I the way I put this time in was I was gonna work twelve to four. I usually have my lunch at four from four to five. I never take my lunch on time. I take it at like four ten, four fifteen. I was gonna not take my lunch and just leave at four. So let's think about this. The training is from eight to five, and I work twelve to four on this day. Do they are they really gonna be lacking support for that hour? No. Like, are they really going to be lacking the support that they claim that they're going to be lacking? No. And I'm sitting here like, y'all need to give me a better explanation. Because right. it's not making sense. At all. Like, but luckily my manager was like, well, would you be okay with leaving at six? And she's going to try to advocate for me so she can, like, go to the operations person and say, like, okay, well, he will work until six and not take a lunch. And then he can um, leave at six. And I'm just like, I don't understand how that's a big difference from four. Like, is the world really going to change in these two hours, And bitch? if you're really trying to compromise with me, why not let me leave at the end of the training at five? What I need to be here until six for? Well, she's saying, well, this is really for, for me helping her out because she needs a lunch. And she's mm-hmm. the only person that's going to be here from... Because really, no shade, but really after like seven o'clock, if, if one of us takes off, we're the only one there. Because we're the only people there from, but it's like slow. And on a Thursday night, usually after six o'clock, five o'clock, it's really not that fucking busy anyway. So I'm like, you're doing all of this for what? And it's not making sense because at the end of the day, from 12 to four, you have me here. I'm not taking a lunch. I'm only taking a 15 minute break. What's the problem? Give me my time off. (laughs) Fuck that capitalism shit. Like y'all corporation don't care about me and I don't care about (laughs) y'all. So why can't you give me my time? I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> reclaiming my time. Come on. I'm sorry. Let's actually get into the skinny because I can really rant about my job all day. <laughs> what is the skinny? Flying while fat. <laughs> and and because, is it in lieu of? No, in lieu of that doesn't make sense. Because we are going to be flying mm-hmm. this upcoming weekend. While being fat. We decided it would be how, how apropos... Would it be for come us? On. Come on. <laughs> would it be for us to discuss some of the trials and tribulations that are associated with, you know, flying while fat? Mm-hmm. 
So we decided to discuss that. And I just wanted to, you know, pick your brain about a few things. So are you anxious to get on the plane? No. No. Well, because I've been on a lot of planes before, so I already know the deal. But also, I have two seats right now because Mm. somebody was supposed to come with me who's no longer coming with me. Right. So I don't know if I'm going to refund that ticket or use those that those miles for later. But as of right now, I'm not sitting next to anybody. So I don't feel any type of anxious. But even if I was, I still don't feel too anxious. Because most of my weight is in like my stomach. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be like protruding on the people next to me. Like my arms might be touching the people next to me, but like they're going to have to get over that. It's a two hour flight. Right. But, um, and I have my own seatbelt extender. So I really don't have to talk to anybody. For that entire flight. <laughs> I, in even, even in the brief moment that we were, like, because I was going to Google all these different narratives and, like, figure out what people are talking about related to this topic, and I didn't have time for that, so. <laughs> but even in the brief time that I was Googling before we started this show, it's, like, such a phenomenon, like, mm-hmm. flying well fat. Mm-hmm. I just saw all these, um, like, links to different tips that people, fat people, overweight people, obese people, whatever, have, you know, compiled for people, other fat people who are going to be flying. And it's just so interesting because one of the things I didn't even think about was, like, for some people, they'll, like, one of the things, one of these, um, one of the bloggers or people, a writer of an article, one of the things that she suggested is getting on the flight early when they have, like, pre-check or pre-boarding. Yeah, I read that, yeah. And because she was saying, like, some people, like, I guess, experience, like, anxiety surrounding, like, having to, when they have to go, especially if their their seat is all the way in the back, yeah. has to go all the way to the back, and then, like, their body is great. brushing by everybody. Brushing by everybody. And I'm like... <sighs> Maybe because I've lived this in this body my entire life, but, like, mm. I remember getting on the school bus and having to walk sideways down the aisle to, like, get in my seat. Mm. So... Maybe I've just been desensitized, but I really don't give a fuck about any other anybody else. <laughs> no, and it's like, part of me is like, okay, is this a, an internal conversation that we're having in our head where we're like building this up to be this like uh, paralyzing, like yeah. uh, depressing, anxious experience? Or is it the case that like, we are responding to what potentially might be in like a, uh, an interaction where someone's upset for brushing yeah. our body, brushing our bodies up against. And them. I think that there is that type of person who would be upset in that situation, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's the majority of people, and I don't think that it happens as much as people think it does. Right. I don't want to like devalue anybody's experience. Obviously, if it has happened to you, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Right. But I don't think it happens 100 percent of the time. So, like for me, I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to get on this flight and somebody is going to comment out loud or have an issue with my weight. Right. Personally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to feel that way about my way either. But it's just like, the fact that we can't even get on, like, we can't even yeah. fly. And one of the things I appreciate about these articles was was that they were saying, like, don't internalize these feelings and attribute anything specifically to you. Like, don't extrapolate this whole kind of, like, anxiety that you feel around being fat or like having to get a seat extender and make it about like how you're a horrible, deplorable person and you should be ashamed of yourself because literally that's going to take away from the whole experience of flying, Mm -hmm. whole experience of traveling, the whole experience of experiencing something new. Like, 
It's enough to ruin like the whole trip. So you just can't think about those things. I went to Disney World when I was younger with mm-hmm. my aunt, my cousin, and my mom. And I was the only one in the party of us that needed to see Belt Extender. And it was before I had my own. So I had to ask somebody for it. And I remember getting on the plane, like getting, like walking through the door of the plane mm-hmm. and saying to the flight attendant that was right there, hey, I'm in seat, blah, blah, blah. Can mm-hmm. you bring me a seat extender? Like really like nonchalant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, sure. So then I go and sit down and he he's walking towards me. And he takes a seatbelt extender out of his little thing. And he's like, here, hon, this is for you. Like screaming down the aisle. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, bro, <laughs> the whole point of this was for you to be quiet about it. Right. But like, whatever. It is what it is. I got the seatbelt extender. It is what it is. And it's like, and this is no shade. And, and it makes me question this person's intentions. Because, but it's like, we know if, if, if even in my small Google search, I was able to locate all these articles about how flying while fat is like a phenomenon, like that people have questions about, have opinions about, you as someone who's providing, I'm assuming this was the flight attendant, yeah. this someone who's providing service to someone, knowing that this is like an issue that has not, that is not a new issue, that has always been an issue, why would it, why would you not have any kind of sensitivity to this person? Right. And I know that y'all have some training on this shit. You have to. It has to be included in the curriculum yeah. that y'all take. So why wouldn't you like go up to that person so that it's not an embarrassing interaction for them and say, like, oh, here's the thing that you asked for on the low low? Because to me, it sounds like you wanted to make it a public spectacle so that you can then I don't know. embarrass that person. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Maybe I'm overanalyzing, but that's what it feels like to me. Bitch, and I would have threw it. I'm like, I don't need this shit. Okay, I did though. But no, but I, I, I did though. Give me my shit. I remember. I don't remember ever being uncomfortable like in the seat on a flight though. Like you know how? Well, I don't know if you know, but I have wide hips. I don't mm-hmm. have a big butt, but I have wide hips. So sitting in like salon chairs is sometimes uncomfortable because the the arms of the chair like cut into my thighs yes, or whatever. Yes, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't feel that way on the last flight I was on. The last couple of flights, and. The last flight I was on, we took a red eye to California, and I bought, you could select your seats when you purchased the ticket. Mm-hmm. So it was me and Babe, so I bought the window seat and the aisle seat, thinking nobody would want to sit in the middle seat, and the right. flight wasn't full. So we ended up having that whole row to ourselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I mean, generally, because I haven't started flying until recently, and this is like post-weight loss, even though I've gained weight back, so it really doesn't matter. But like, <laughs> this is post-weight loss. Um, I haven't really experienced any of the issues of associated with like people, some of the issues that are documented online of people, um, flying while fat, I haven't experienced them, but I still think that I'm like always anxious about if the seat is going, if the, the seatbelt is going to fit and don't get me wrong. It's not like that shit is always extended over. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like a situation where it's like, there's room there. I have slack, like. No, it's pulled all the way the fuck over. <laughs> and then, because I don't necessarily have weight in my hips, but I have big thighs yeah. and big legs. So it's like having to pull this shit over. And then also, like, niggas have penises. So it's like, bitch, you know. <laughs> niggas have penises. <laughs> so yeah, It's got to be uncomfortable for you to sit with your legs closed, yeah? I mean, I don't like sitting with my legs closed. And I just so. generally feel like those seats are really uncomfortable. I don't know why. They it's... also have been getting smaller, so. 
over the time because capitalism. Right, because they want to fit as many people on this fucking plane. But, like, I, I haven't experienced, like, the anxiety of, like, brushing up on other people. I don't really think about shit like that. But I do think about, like, in the cases of, like, a longer flight, like, if I'm uncomfortable in the seat, and I guess you, I would be considered what's called, like, a smaller fat or whatever. Mm-hmm. If if you would consider me that, again six foot one, two hundred ninety four pounds. If 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 I would be considered that, like, I couldn't imagine someone who is larger in a like a six hour flight when the seat is this fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, like I couldn't imagine that. And I'm like, we, and I'm trying to understand the counter argument because people are like, I'm. I remember that whole situation that happened where. That man was on, what was it, like a seven-hour flight or something like that? And he was set, he sat next to a, a larger person, fat person, obese person, whatever word you want to fucking use. And he ended up having to stand the entire flight because the other guy was, like, leaking over into his seat. Mm-mm. And I feel like we couldn't come up with any other solution. Right. Like, and I haven't read, I'm not read up on this. I just know this was something that was reported. But I'm like, there was no other solution that we can come up with for this person. Was it the case that he actually was, like, too big that he was spilling over into this other person's seat? Or was it the case that he just didn't like how much he was brushing up on his body? Right. Because I feel like if it were the first one, Mm -hmm. that at some point, the airline does indeed make you buy a second seat. Right. Or they will tell you that you can't be on this flight. You need to book a new flight and buy two seats. So if it was that bad, then something would have happened. Like, the airline would not have let this man stand the entire time without being like, you don't have to do this. Right. And also, it's to me, it says something about the airline's policy that you really overbooked this flight. Yeah. That it was a situation where he could not... Sit somewhere else. Sit somewhere else. We could have played Tetris, bitch. Like, we could have put this man who you feel is spilling over into your seat... In the aisle, in the very last row, so that mm-hmm. he's really not touching anybody. If that's the if that's the issue, right? I should have read, read up on the article before I uh, we're reporting on it because bitch, we're reporters, journalists. <laughs> we're doing like Portia said, I'm a journalist, <laughs> but um, we're journaling things. So I I should have researched this, but I'm like I don't really understand how this got to the situation, and then also like in that situation. So let's say it were the case that this was happening the way that I just described it, where he was spilling over into his seat and he had to stand for the six hours or the seven hours. Do you feel like it's fair for people to then say, oh, this is why fat people need to buy an extra seat? Not without knowing more context, no. But also, you can't group all fat people into one category. Right. Like you said, you're like a quote-unquote smaller fat right so would it be fair to be like everybody over 200 pounds has to buy two seats no because 200 pounds can sit very a lot of different ways on certain bodies right and also like when you really think about because i know people who make this argument they're like well if you're if you don't fit the weight requirements or you don't you know if you're too fat to fit into the seat that you have to get another one but how would you systematize that like how would you do that in a way because like you said there are so many factors that go into whether or not this person is going to be fitting into the seat. Because mm-hmm. first of all, let's not act like, again, I'm sorry, skinny people really don't be understanding. These seats are not big. They're, like, not, they're not large seats. Because even I feel like skinny people, y'all knees be touching, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you have, uh, if you're sitting next to a, uh, uh, a man, like, 
men like to sit with their fucking, you know. That's what I was saying. It's uncomfortable for y'all to sit with your legs closed. I would assume. I don't have a penis, but I assume that it's uncomfortable to smush it in between your thighs. <laughs> smush it in between your thighs. <laughs> but like, I, 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 these seats are not big seats and they're not spacious seats. So you're already trying to make it feel like, make us feel guilty about the fact that we can't fit in these seats when honestly, I don't think, I'm not saying that nobody can fit in the seats because there's obviously people that can. But they're not built for comfort. They're right. built for efficiency. Right. And that's real. And that's true. But it's also like, bitch, if I'm on this flight for six hours and I'm paying all this money for this flight, we can do something. Right. We can do something. It bitch. should be livable. It should be deal withable. I don't, there's a word for that. I just can't find <laughs> Accommodating. it. Accommodating. Yes, but it doesn't necessarily need to be luxurious. That's what right. first class is for. Right. And maybe I need to start flying first class, but I don't have first class money at this particular time. girl. Girl. I tried to upgrade to first class with this canceled ticket that I don't need anymore. Mm-hmm. And they was like, okay, we're going to take this ticket. And then you also owe us $600. And I was like, oh, no, thank you. I'm okay. Not owe us $600 <laughs> to fucking upgrade for your a seat. For a two-hour flight. And I don't think skinny people really understand that, like, when you're in a situation where you can't, when you're made to feel like you can't do something or can't participate in something because of your weight, because you're fat, like, that's trauma. Yeah. Like, people really don't understand that. They, because it's so, because we live in such a fat phobic world, it's so easy for people to then say, like, to rationalize whatever kind of response that we're having to this thing that we're experiencing because and say like, oh, I'm going to dismiss this and write this off because they're fat, they put themselves in that position, they're lazy, all this and that. But it's like, I am experiencing trauma in this moment in that I am being made to feel less than, I'm being made to feel shamed, I'm feeling anxiety, I'm feeling depressed because I'm put in a situation where I'm made a spectacle of. If you are that person who is yelled on the aisle, oh, here's your seat extender. If I can't fit in the seat and I have to get off the flight mm-hmm. and I have to be made to buy two tickets, bitch, that's expensive. It's expensive. And also this whole flight just watched me have to deplane because y'all feel like I'm too big. Yeah. That's trauma. That's bad enough at like an amusement park where you have to get off the ride. Imagine having to get off a flight that you paid $300 for. And you're just trying to live your life. Right, be get home hoe. for Thanksgiving. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I like how we said things at the same time. We're just trying to, I'm just trying to be out here, you know, having a good time. And then I have to get off this fucking plane because I don't fit in this seat. And then y'all are trying to, and not only do I not fit in this seat and have to get off this plane, but y'all also are looking at me like I'm crazy with your big eyes. <laughs> with your big eyes. Looking like bush babies. And I'm left here in shambles crying in the fucking <laughs> gateway. Going back to your point about or the what the article said about trying to get on the plane early, mm-hmm. um, I don't know when that article was written. I mm-hmm. feel like it's not a current because right. I looked into early boarding, at least for Southwest, which is what my flight is. Mm-hmm. And you can get early boarding. You have to get early check-in because with Southwest, they don't assign seats. It's first come, first serve. Right. So the better boarding number you are, the better seat you're going to get or the the more likely you are to get a seat that you like. Mm. So in order to be in the first people to board, you have to check in first. Mm. So you can check in up to 24 hours before the flight takes off. So like my plan as of right now is to to check in in Thursday morning. Right. right? So you can get early check-in to try and get in the like very first boarding, but Mm. that costs extra. So it's like, 
there's still like an access yeah, yeah. argument associated. It's with only fifteen dollars, but still mm. the fifteen dollars on top of I mean my ticket wasn't expensive, but say I bought a three hundred dollar ticket, fifteen dollars to board early because I'm fat, you know, is still fifteen dollars on top of a three hundred dollar ticket and me still having anxiety. Right. And I struggle with like this whole conversation about because you're fat, you have to pay a higher fee or a higher cost or a higher thing. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there is a compromise in here somewhere where because we know that this is an issue, I know this is not going to be cost effective for you fucking um, uh, flight producers. Airlines? (laughs) Airlines. Flight producers for you airlines. But I feel like maybe it it could be where there should be a seat designated for fat bitches. Like... There's a seat that like you know you- how the exit row has more leg room, and like if you're tall, you try to get a seat in the exit row. Like have seats. I don't want to say in the back of the plane because Rosa Parks, but have seats <laughs> on the plane that are a Dispense, little wider. Maybe yes. there's only two in the row instead of three. Mm-hmm. I mean that gets rid of a seat for y'all, but like y'all can afford. <laughs> and what you can do is you can. You only make them accessible if it's the case that you know that there's a fat person boarding on the ship, on the on ship, ship. On, on the plane. Like the so, armrest goes up. Right. So that that way that they can get on the plane and then only two people can be on that seat, yeah. in that seat versus three people. And then if there's no fat people, but then it's also like, how would that really work? We're really thinking through this policy together <laughs> on this podcast. How would that really work? Would it be the case that like you would put in your weight when you're booking the flight? Or would it be like... No, because like I said, weight is carried differently. Like, I'm 350 pounds, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm wide in the sense that I'm going to be spilling over into anybody's seat. Like, right. I'm wide long ways in the sense that, like, my stomach could hold a drink on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't... Like, because... I'm confident right now, mm-hmm. as of right now, before getting onto this flight, that I'm going to be fine in one seat. Mm-hmm. So to be like, do you put in your weight when you buy the ticket... And then, then be like, okay, you're going to need the bigger seat. I mean, whatever. If I don't have to pay extra for it, whatever. Right. But also, I feel like that could be abused a lot. Because if somebody who just doesn't want to sit next to somebody who is only 130 pounds is like, oh, yeah, I'm 312 pounds. They just lie. Just to get the big seat. And it's like, what are these airlines really going to do to kind of police and regulate yeah. that shit? They don't care about that. They just want to make their money. But they will kick a fat bitch off the plane if she can't fit in the seat. Correct. And it's like, y'all not going to try to make me feel guilty for these airlines for like being put in this position where they have to, you know, you're a despicable human being. If you have to kick somebody off a plane because they do not fit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for airlines because at the end of the day, y'all are multi-billion dollar, the fuck, multi-billion dollar corporations. Y'all can afford to make accommodations for fat people. And then it's the, the counter argument will be, oh, well then, are you really just excusing their adverse behavior? Are you just like... No, because we've already, we've already addressed this. No, we're uh, adding access is not the same as awarding negative behavior. Come on, that was a word. You just strung some words together, bitch. <laughs> yes, because that's true tea, true tea. I'm just making it, this is something, a phenomenon that's happening regardless of our intervention. So, or, or our specific opinion. So what we're going to do is, in order to address this, we're going to make it more accessible by giving them this option to buy this seat. And maybe it's a situation where you don't police it. Like you don't have people have you don't have people have to put in their weight class or like their body shape or anything like that. But maybe you make it so that 
the airline publicizes it so that people know that they can access it and like make it a specific seat number that's like publicized on the website or something and yeah. people can just go and request it. Okay. And maybe there's an incre- increased fee associated with it, but it's like, I don't know, bitch, you better throw in some sort of fucking freebie or something <laughs> to make it make sense. Because I just feel like, I understand where people come from when they say like, oh, you know, in that situation with that where with that band where he had to stand on that flight for six hours, that's unfortunate. And I'm also not sure how he did that safety wise. I did read something that in the early days of flights, people stood like it was a city bus. Everybody stood. So I guess it's not. Oh, unsafe. absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. I would not have flown until it, the new millennium, like until the two thousands. Because, bitch, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> We're standing on this plane. Yeah. Everybody stood. You just held, like, leather straps that were tacked into the wall. Absolutely like a city not. bus. Absolutely not. Or a train. In the air. Also known as death. <laughs> okay. So, I guess it's not unsafe, but, like, they tell you to put your seatbelt on. So, how do you... Did he stand during landing, too? Like, I don't understand. And, like, so when you land and you die... Right. When you hit the top of this airline, right? Do is there any recourse? Can you sue the airline? <laughs> Can your family sue the airline to get you money because you were standing <laughs> on this fucking plane? When nobody told you to do that. But I don't really feel anxious about it. And then I also was reading. Sorry, I'm just all over the place. But I also was reading that like even the fact that like you can purchase seat extenders outside of the airline like you can really go and get your own seat extender and like bring that with you on the plane i have one i got it from amazon i didn't know that that was the thing Mm -hmm. like they how is that regulated they just allow you because it's just like your basic seat buckle it's not anything special so it would it would work like in my car it's the same type of buckle oh wow okay so then you didn't have to because i remember reading that some of them like they'll say on the description of the seat extender that it works with these specific airline seat buckles. Yeah, I'm pretty sure mine was universal, but I've used it on a Delta flight and an American Airlines flight. Like I said, I'm flying Southwest this time, so who knows if it's going to work. But I'm past the point where I feel shame in asking for one Mm -hmm. because nigga safety. How did you get there? Like, did you... How long did it take you to not feel shame for asking for a seat extender? I, I think it... I don't know. It's got to be like relatively new because also I don't feel shame about like walking down the aisle and touching people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I used to. And I feel like, I don't want to say I feel sorry, but like it's like a, I get it. I'm in your space. But Mm -hmm. it's for a microsecond as I walk forward. It's not like I'm sitting on your chest for the next two hours. (laughs) It's not that. How much am I inconveniencing you? And let's also, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Let's also not clock the fact that just by virtue of how this plane is constructed, we're all in each other's fucking space. Right. All the germs that could possibly be generated are in this fucking space. Like, if I have to get up and go to the bathroom, regardless of how skinny you are, you're going to end up touching me. So mm-hmm. if you're that bitch who doesn't like to be touched, don't fly. Don't sit on the aisle. Like, <laughs> you sit on the roof of the plane, okay? <laughs> sit on the nose of the plane. Um, but I think it just, it has come with like reconciling with my body. It's Mm -hmm. like, my body is my body. It's going to be my body until I decide that it's not my body anymore. Right. And I haven't made that choice yet, obviously. So it is what it is. People, and I just, 
I don't know. There are certain people where, like, if they get mad at me or if they say mean things to me, it affects me. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, with people that I don't know, I'm the type to fire back real quick mm-hmm. and then move on. For the most part. There are a couple people, like I said, I'm sensitive. But if I don't know, especially if I don't know you from Adam, because <laughs> we could fight. I'm okay with that. Square up. <laughs> Not on the plane. Yes. Because you need to Not, make it I'm tired our- of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> We need to make it to our destination. Don't play with me. You better not get no fights on this fucking plane, bitch. But I, I am sure that this plane ride is going to go fine. I'm manifesting that. No, it's going to be fine. I definitely know it's going to be fine. And for me, even though I haven't experienced in in terms of a plane, experienced the shame associated with like not having the seat belt fit or brushing up on other people, like I do, I have experienced like when you don't fit on. Uh, uh, roller coaster ride, mm-hmm. or you have to like have a seatbelt extender on a roller coaster ride, and then that doesn't fit. I've have experienced that before, and it's like I don't even think I've ever been in a position where I have like gotten over that. Like I still think I'm at this point, even in this space of me losing weight, it's still something that I get anxious about. Yeah, like so the fact that people can't be empathetic to how that might possibly feel to not be able to do something that you're a fat. It's like, bitch, we need to increase our levels of humanity. Like, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Like I'm this, I'm not in, it's not my goal to inconvenience you by being fat. Mm-hmm. Like I want to make that clear. I don't think it's anybody's goal to inconvenience anyone right? by ex- existing. But people think that because they're inconvenienced, that it's the intention of the other person to inconvenience them. When it's like, no, bitch, I'm just fat. Because I'm inconvenienced too, my nigga. Like, I have to get off the plane now, so... Right, and I have to pay this extra money to get this other flight that I did not budget for. And now my finances are in shambles. My trip is fucked up. Right. Meanwhile, you're upset because I brushed past you five minutes ago. (laughs) Get the fuck on. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I feel like PC culture has like made it so that, and I'm not really someone who like subscribes to that whole idea of like that whole PC, non-PC, everyone's oversensitive conversation. I'm like, no, pe- people, people are not asking you to be politically correct in the name of like coddling people they're doing this because we just want to increase the discourse and like actually be civil like that's really what it feels like to me but whatever (laughs) but i feel like people have bought into that whole debate surrounding pc culture in instead of actually thinking about the experiences of fat people as it relates to this issue of flying while fat they just kind of like objectify them and assume how they feel as opposed to actually trying to be empathetic. And what I'm asking you to do, people who are listening, who are skinny, who may not have ever experienced this, imagine in your mind having ex- experiencing some sort of discrimination for something that in that moment you cannot control. Mm-hmm. Like, Because <laughs> the fact of the matter is... My weight, I cannot lose 100 pounds in this 20 in the minutes. Next min- right, right, before the plane takes off. I can't, I can't. And yet I still have aspirations of flying. I still have aspirations of traveling. I still have aspirations of seeing the world and having new experiences abroad. Right, and they might not even just be aspirations. It might be a simple... Need, you have right, to. Right, I have to work right. in another state for the week. Or there's a, a conference that I'm supposed to be at, and I have to get on a plane to get there. Right. I have to live. So please be understanding of that and 
not immediately attribute me being fat with some sort of negative like personality characteristic or psychological characteristic and try to be sympathetic and understanding. Obviously, there's material reality in that if I literally cannot fit, this is causing a conflict. But let's try to work together <laughs> to resolve this. Right. And don't immediately discount me because... I don't fit your standards. I'm done. <laughs> and I feel like it's asking... I, I, I don't know why I feel like I'm like <laughs> trying to appeal to a constituency. I don't know why, but like I say, for mayor, child, absolutely not. <laughs> but I feel like we're not asking for a lot. We're literally just asking for you to to have us to give us understanding and to give us the benefit of the doubt and to try to work with us in terms of this issue. Because I think that people immediately just want to discount people. For being fat and saying that it's really just your fault. You should be ashamed of yourself that you're in this situation and in, in outside in public living when it's like, regardless, again, regardless of me being fat, I'm still here. In the words of Beyonce. No. Well, yes. <laughs> and fucking um Tisha My Angela. Oh. That's still I rise. I'm I'm still here. I'm fucking <laughs> Do you have anything else to add? Is there anything that we missed? Did we miss anything? For flying while fat? Oh, the one thing I do make sure that I do when I fly is to bathe extra well. Because you're in close quarters with a lot of people for a long time. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily this flight is only two hours, but like, not that I don't bathe regularly, but I always make sure to bathe right before going to the airport. Because I want to smell my best. I don't want there to be any thinking that it's me. Right. And it's like already you're a fat bitch on a plane. Right. And you a fat smelly bitch on a plane. Like you really like fuck like <laughs> you're really pushing it. <laughs> you're really pushing it. We really try to give you a little uh, a grace with you being the fat bitch, but now you want to be fat and smelly on this fucking plane and you smell all sour. Mm-mm. You're pushing it. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't really have any anxiety surrounding this fight? I don't really feel like I need to bathe extra hard. I mean, I'm going to, but I don't really feel like I need to bathe extra hard. I hadn't thought about the whole, like, brushing up against people, and it's making... Oh, another thing that I remember reading... Sorry, we're jumping all over the place. Another thing that I remember reading was that use the bathroom before you get on the flight, because... Yeah, because airplane toilets are not fun. Also, the bathroom is this big. Right, this size of a coffin. <laughs> and I'm like... People really don't understand, like, the level of thought that mm-hmm. fat people experience to Just do to very live. simple things. Right. <laughs> very simple things. Not only do we have to think about, because it's like, you also have to think about the clothes that you wear. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to wear something too bulky if you are one of those people who are, like, on the precipice of needing a seatbelt extender. Because you also like, want to be comfortable. And then you also have to think about how early before the flight you're going to get to the airport. Because in some places you don't necessarily have to be there two hours early. But if my terminal is on the other side of the airport, like airport near where we live is huge. <laughs> so I don't want to get there and my flight be in 30 minutes and we have to run across this damn building because I'm not doing that. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm not getting on the flight. <laughs> no, I'm going home. And then also, remember we talked about the experience with Topher D where it's like we don't experience a kind of immobilizing or any kind of fat mm-hmm. that inhibits our abilities. But if you are a person who like is in a wheelchair or struggles with like mobile mobility issues mm-hmm. like that's also something that you have to take in consideration when you're getting on a plane and it's like 
are your fellow passengers going to be conscientious of that and accommodating of that? Are your fucking, the flight staff, are they going to be accommodating for that? Do they have the infrastructure to be accommodating for that? These are all concerns that you have as a person who's going through that. So it's like, don't, people automatically just assume that fat people are just throwing their weight the fuck around and trying to make it inconvenience other people. And it's like, no, bitch, I have all this other shit that I'm going through in my head internally as well as I have to pack this. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I have to make sure I have the money for this. I have to do all this stuff. I have to make sure that the time is approved before I get on this fucking flight, bitch. I have to make sure that I have my ID, possibly my passport. I have to wake up enough to get to the, wake up early enough to get on on my flight on time. Sometimes you gotta worry about parking at the airport. Finding gotta... a ride. But also, bitch, I'm fat. Am I gonna fit in the seat? My feet, my seatbelt extender, is it going to fit in the seatbelt extender? Did I remember my seatbelt extender? Because I don't even know if I packed it now. I have to go through security, bitch. Like, all the trials and tribulations that you, as a, a thin person, skinny person, normal weight. I don't, I don't know if that's a, uh, <laughs> a sensitive word to use, but whatever. Normal weight person experience conventional weight person whatever experience imagine that times 10 because mm-hmm. i'm fat mm-hmm. <laughs> like i went through security one time and they made me dump out my backpack and it was full of snacks like full of snacks I, mean, I didn't think they were gonna make me dump it out but it was just like i don't want to say embarrassing it was just like kind of funny because it was full of snacks like the fat bitch has snacks <laughs> but also like Yes, I do. <laughs> and that's on brand. And it was like a 12-hour flight. I was like, I need snacks. Okay, because guess what? I'm not paying $8,755 for a pack of nuts right. on this fucking For no flight. unsalted nuts. I'm not doing it. Okay, no, and ma'am. I'm not paying, you know, $35 for a a, a shot of fucking um, <laughs> Patron when, when I got this flight. We can get a bottle. Mm-hmm. Correct. Are you drinking? Are you going to drink before the flight? Are you going to do anything before the flight? I'm not going to drink on the flight. No, I'm probably going to work on the flight. Work, I mean, like, edit a video. Because I plan to be vlogging. So I plan to edit the vlog up to that point while I'm on the flight. Oh, my God. You're such a... Another episode in Taylor's a bad bitch. (laughs) When I say it's just along for the ride. (laughs) Like, I can't. Who fucking works on planes? What else is there to do? I could read a book. But I, I just be that. focusing on like not dying. You're not. I mean, you're not gonna die. You're not gonna die. Like that's literally <laughs> what I. You gonna... focusing on not dying is not gonna help you not die because you're not flying this plane. I literally just be sitting there in my seat like. <laughs> I would okay, say, this is another minute of me not dying. Okay, we can praise Jesus. This is you another need minute of me. a Xanax. That's what you need. You need to sleep the flight. <laughs> and I be trying to do that, but it is not successful. And then one time that when I got on the flight, they were playing the help, bitch. And I was really tuned in. Like, I was like... Yeah, you need a movie or you need, like, a headphones and some good music. I usually listen to a podcast while I'm on the flight. Yeah. And this is a two-hour flight, so that's two episodes of a podcast. That's easy. I'm going to download 87. Just oh, wait. Is your flight nonstop or do you have a layover? It's nonstop. Yeah. I'm, it's only, like, an hour. I went to, when I went to Atlanta last time... Are we supposed to say where we're going, whatever? When I went to Atlanta I last time... saying th- where we're going is fine, just not where we're coming from. <laughs> when I went to Atlanta last time, it actually, the flight landed early. So, and it's crazy to think about travel in terms of, like, time, like the time-space continuum, bitch. Like, you're literally... <laughs> <laughs> you're li- You spent two hours, and you're literally in a completely different place. Yeah. There was... When we went to California, 
it was a red eye, like I said. So we left at like 11.30. And because of the time change, PM. Uh And because of the time change, we got there and it was like 11.30. (laughs) It blew my mind because it was a three-hour flight and it's a three-hour time difference. So it was like no time had passed. We teleported. (laughs) But also, why didn't we just teleport? (laughs) Nobody has a portal in their fucking bag, bitch. I don't understand. (laughs) We need to get them fucking um, things that they had in Halloween Town, bitch, where you can jump into the different... Mm-hmm. With um, the little um, scary heads that are phones. Those were so cute. Like, I really <laughs> low-key want that as my phone. Ew. That shit was really talking. I wanted the pink one. That was so cute. Ew. I actually really want that. <laughs> People be like, oh, that would be cute as a purse. As a purse, yes, I could see. I don't want to put it to my face. I don't want that. That would be so cute as a purse. Brands, don't step my idea, bitch. <laughs> Brands. Well, that was our the skinny segment. Thank you for tuning in. What do we have to do now? Mm, weekly consumption. Okay. You have one? I do. Actually, no, I do. I do. So I have a new... People are probably like, what the fuck is this problem? Because I like... <laughs> is this an anime? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, none of my interests are at all, like, consistent. The They're yes. not. <laughs> you wear a lot of hats. I am, like, a nerd, but I'm also, like, gay, so I really like hair and makeup. But, oh, I know what mine is. Okay. But I'm also, like, a political, you know, like, a, a consumer of, like, current events and political discourse, that kind of stuff. But I found a new hair channel Ooh. that I'm really excited about. There's this lady, her YouTube name is Cassandra Olivia. And apparently she's she operates out of where we live, which I did not know. Mm. And she's really popular too. Like one of her videos, she did a color. I'm gonna send you this picture, this video. Um this is the video we're gonna include in the link for the episode. One of her videos has like a lot of her vis- videos have like over a hundred thousand K views, if not like more than two hundred fifty thousand. And her name is Cassandra Olivia on YouTube. And I really like her approach to doing hair. First of all, hair videos to me, specifically when they're just like straightening hair, washing hair. It's art. It's very soothing. And it's very, like, super relaxing and satisfying. And then I just like how, like, specifically in this video, she did a video called How 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 to Go From Hot Pink to Neon Green. And it's like... I was reading the comments for this video, and essentially people were like, why didn't you tell her that her hair was horrible and that it was falling apart? Because her hair was not in a healthy state. But it was like, I appreciated the fact that she said she was going to color her hair regardless. So why not me, as someone who is a licensed cosmetologist, help her do this in the healthiest pos- right. healthiest way possible, yeah. as opposed to like letting her do this on her own and potentially really fucking up her hair. And I was like, I just appreciate that, because she is honest and she's real and she's not just about like satisfying the naysayers. Like I just appreciated that because I just think that's such an honest approach because at the end of the day, if you want to do something with your hair, not everybody cares about like having the healthiest hair. Right. People just want to achieve uh, an aesthetic. The look that they're going for. Right. So don't, so you judging and saying that like her hair is in shambles, her hair is unhealthy. Like although that may be true, it's like what purposes that serve? If this is still with the color that she wanted. So I just appreciated that, and the color came out really, really cute too, and the cut was cute too. I mean, her hair was looking crazy previously, but the color came out cute, and I just appreciated that. So 
And her other stuff is cute, too. Like, she's really, like, multifaceted, and she does makeup, too. I don't really watch her makeup stuff because I have other girls for that. But (laughs) she really, I like her color. And she knows how to do, like, natural hair, which is also something that's, like, I think is an admirable trait or something that I, like, think is beneficial because, I mean, it's just crazy how, like, when you really get into the hair game, niggas really have lanes. Mm -hmm. Like, when I think about, uh, what's his name, Alonzo Arnold on Instagram, he is really out here doing wigs down. Down. He has that on lock. But it's like, when you're a hair person, and then there's also people who just braid, but it's like, she's really good at doing multiple different things. She can color, she can cut, she can help you maintain your natural hair. She can braid, even though she said that she didn't like braiding. And she's <laughs> documenting all of this, and she uploads pretty often. So she was my new kind of like stumble upon fave for the week. <laughs> stumble upon fave. I have two. My quick one is on YouTube, I've gotten into watching people play The Sims. Mostly because I enjoy watching people build houses. Yeah, I feel like that that is art. And um, I got into one girl. Her name is Deligracy. She did this challenge. It's called the Shell Challenge, where somebody uploaded like a really tiny house shell, like mm-hmm. basically just walls, to the gallery, and she downloaded it and turned it into a house. And it was like the smallest fucking thing in the world, but mm-hmm. she made it this functional ass tiny house and it was just so beautiful i'll link that video y'all have to watch that video because it blew my mind i fucking love the sims and i love people who play the sims and i'm like bitch y'all really have studied this text <laughs> because i when i play the sims all my houses are boxes mm-hmm. like literally it, everything is up against the wall like <laughs> i don't know i'm not an equipped gay in that specific way like an i'm not gay you know how some gays are really into the interior design I did not get that. That's my favorite part. Trait from, <laughs> you know, the gay gods. That wasn't something that was befe- benefited, um, bestowed onto me, rather. Barney bag for you. No. So when <laughs> I see people do this on The Simpsons, I'm like, bitch, you are really an architect. Come on. Right. I just did one for an eight Sims. Oh, that's off topic. Anyway, um, my other one is Instagram. Her handle is, hold on. You should upload a video if you like playing The Sims. That's you, what um Babe said that I need to start streaming. Do you know how to like do that? Yeah. It's not hard. Her Instagram is Kimberly with an H. K-I-H-M Burley. Mm-hmm. And she does self-photography. So she's a person behind of and in front of the camera. And she builds her own sets. So it's like DIY meets photography, which is Right up my alley. Yeah, that's this is me and an Instagram page. Mm-hmm. And I I think I've literally gone through and liked every picture on her Instagram page because they're fucking amazing. It, they're amazing. Y'all have to go look at them. I'm going to link her too. How does one direct shoot? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Give me the phone. <laughs> And if you swipe through, she shows you like how she constructed things. So I have the same camera that she has now, so I'm excited to start experimenting with shit. Apparently, you can link it with Bluetooth to your phone, so you can point and click from your phone. Bitch, what? It's mind-blowing, right? I was so inspired. I'm ready. Meanwhile, she has this little um, doily-ass pillow. <laughs> 
with these rose petals and like this little blanket and it like looks like a thing when you see the shot. But how much of this is done in post? I'm skeptical. Well, I mean, I'm sure she edited the colors in post, but mm-hmm. it's the, the set design that is like the fact that she can design the set, it look the way it does and then in post she can make it look like this. It's the whole package is it's what's mind blowing to me. Like she yeah, has I'm not take it away from her because it's crazy how your heart can have a mind of its own. It's crazy <laughs> how can't stand you. This bitch is directing the shoot, shooting the shot, modeling in the shoot, building the sets, art director. Right. Like literally, if Tyra were to hire her on America's Next Top Model, you would see her in every scene. Well, and she then- apparently got hired to to build sets for like um, the Fenty Beauty fashion show. She did stuff for that. Like, people have seen these photos and been like, oh, we need her to work for us. This is crazy. Oh, my God. She and did really... one where she was in a box with a whole bunch of flowers. And this I just saw this one. I was this blown one. away. This one. No, not even that one. Yeah. That was a good one, too. I was blown away. She did one in three mirrors, so it was like an infinity picture where you see her 100 infinity times. It was so good. 100 infinity dollars. I, I was really going to mosey on over that, but then you just had to bring attention back to it. I'm just very mind blown. Oh my I know God. that y'all can't see any of this, people in the podcast, but I'm going to link it so that you can look at all of it. And you know what? I really need... <laughs> I just want you bitches to really understand how important it is that you don't internalize this whole whole idea of like copying other people. Like Obviously, cite your sources, but I feel like a lot of creative expression is inspired by other people mm-hmm. is inspired by things that you consume because look at this this one she's this i guess zendaya did this yeah. and then she did a recreation of it and i'm like how you learn how to do a specific craft is through like intimidating like mm-hmm. not intimidating fucking i'm um, imitating intimidating intimidating Im- <laughs> imitating other people <laughs> and like you learn during during that doing that so i feel like don't get caught up on that. This is me having a conversation with myself because I sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to be such a creative. I want to be so original. I want to be out here and doing, you know, a trendsetter. But it's like, bitch, you have to start someplace. And yeah. then you start by copying people who are doing the thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. There was literally a picture of Lizzo in a bathtub with a bunch of Skittles. And I was like, for my birthday, I'm recreating this photo. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It's amazing, and I'm excited. I don't know how I'm gonna get all those Skittles, but I'm you gonna make want, it work. But we can. Can we at least change the candy, bitch? Not Skittles. M and M's. Oh, absolutely, not. <laughs> absolutely not. And also, I'm like, you know, UTIs. Like that's a thing. Yeah, but my thought was that the whole thing can't be full of it can't be full of Skittles, right? It's got to be like packing peanuts or something, and then the top layer is Skittles. It's Skittles. It also has to be like. I don't think she was nude in that. Like, she could just wear, you know, a little pussy cover. Yeah, but I don't... It was only, like, her, like, from the top of the breast up and then, like, her knee sticking out of the top. So it wasn't even, like, you could see anything if she were naked. So she probably was covered. That's what I'm saying. She probably had, like, some some tassels. What are they called? Pasties. Okay, boom. And then (laughs) some... A pussy cover. (laughs) It's time to end this podcast. It has been lovely. It's been a long ride. This is going to be a longer episode. If you've made it to the end, we really appreciate you. And you should go over to our Instagram page, at Fat People Podcast, and comment on our most recent picture, I did it, so that we know that y'all are the real ones. Is that what they need to do? hmm Well, please follow, comment, <laughs> like, 
Is it live? Right. You can like us on the the Instagram. I don't know if you can like the podcast page, but you should subscribe and rate and give us a a five star rating and a review because we like those. (laughs) Share and tell us how you feel. Like, what are some of the things that you want us to talk about? Yeah, 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 yeah. We want you to be a part of the show. So tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you would like us to discuss. We we want you to feel at home with us. Okay, bitch. We have to end this. <laughs> you have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Bye.